0: Hey, appreciate you checking out the Inside Pitch Podcast. This is a daily look at the Tampa Bay Rays, along with the news and the events that affect both the team and the rest of Major League Baseball. My name is Steve Carney. I'm the Rays Insider for Sports Radio 95.3 WDAE and AM 620. That is the Rays Radio flagship station. And if this is your first time catching the podcast, well, right next to the title of the podcast there's that little button that says subscribe. Hit it. You'll never miss another one. If you do that, as we've gone five days a week all through the COVID-19 pandemic, and starting next week, we go back to seven days a week coverage. That will begin on Monday. You can also follow us on social media. We are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and Inside Pitch Pod. We've always got new stuff up there for you. And you can always catch us. uh, If you've got a question, send us an email. InsidePitchPod at gmail.com is the email address. And coming up on Thursday. Thursday, We should have the next, and I should say the first, mailbag segment of the 2020 season. With all that out of the way, let's get today's show on the road. This is the Inside Pitch Podcast. Hi, this is Matt Quotrero.
1: This is Mike Zanino. Hi, this is Kevin Kiermaier of the Tampa Bay Rays. And you're listening to the Inside Pitch
0: Podcast. Now your host, Steve Carney. Coming up on today's show, what is it like playing inside Tropicana Field pumped full of crowd noise? How about dealing with a two-man outfield? We asked those questions and more of outfielder Kevin Kiermeyer. He got to experience both of those on Thursday. But also on Thursday, we got a little bit of bad news involving Tampa Bay. Things have not gone badly for the Rays here during summer camp. Most of the time, it's been good news about the team. We saw Tyler Glasnow make his return to the mound after being diagnosed With COVID-19, but there are still a number of players that we have not seen during summer camp. And you have to start making the assumption that these guys have tested positive for the coronavirus. And that is indeed the case with outfielder Austin Meadows. He was placed on the injured list Thursday evening, and the team announced with his consent that he had tested positive for COVID-19. Now, Meadows actually practiced with the team the very first day of camp on July 3rd, but had not been seen since. He also took part in all of the voluntary workouts that took place in the four weeks or so prior to summer camp opening. Now, going on the injured list does not totally preclude Meadows from being available to play at the start of the regular season, but he's already missed two weeks of work, and now going on the injured list, you have to assume that he has been symptomatic. And so if that's the case, I would think that it is extremely likely that Meadows will not be ready for the start of the 2020 regular season. That means that guys that have been exposed to him also could be uh, positive for COVID-19. Two guys that have been a big part, or were a big part, I should say, of the voluntary workouts that we have not seen During summer camp, Jose Martinez and pitcher Yanni Chirinos also have not been spotted at all during camp. And you have to assume that both of those guys are probably positive for COVID-19 as well. And if that's the case, you wonder how much time they're going to miss, especially Chirinos, because you've got to get built back up if you're a pitcher. And so I would think that of the two, that's probably going to be the toughest one for the Rays to get past, especially with the fact that we haven't seen Brendan McKay either for over a week, almost two weeks now. And you have to think maybe he's been dealing with COVID-19 as well. And if you don't have Chirinos and you don't have Brendan McKay, the question is going to end up being, who's your fifth starter? Because right now you've only got four. You've got Blake Snell, you've got Tyler Glass now, you've got Charlie Morton, And you've got Ryan Yarbrough, you know, now without Chirinos and without Brendan McKay. Now you start looking down the line at who could end up being in that spot. And there's a name that has been up a couple of times with the big club doing uh, sim games here during camp. That is very, very interesting. And that is Shane McClanahan, the former USF Bull. He was taking uh, with the second pick. Uh, a couple of years ago by the Rays in the draft, and has done extremely well going quickly through the minor league system, and he got an opportunity to come to big league camp uh, this spring, has been working down in Port Charlotte so far during summer camp, but has come up a couple of times, and I thought has equated himself well against the big league hitters, and so if you had McClanahan to the mix as the fifth starter, that could be uh, uh, an idea for manager Kevin Cash. Either way, you have to have the notion that McClanahan's going to get an opportunity at some point this year. Whether it's out of the bullpen, whether it's making spot starts while we wait for Chirinos and or McKay to be ready, I certainly think that Shane McClanahan is going to end up being a factor in the Rays' success here in 2020. And it would not surprise me if we see him at some point, even at the very beginning Of the season, especially when you've got uh, a roster that's going to be 30 deep, you can add uh, a couple of extra pitchers. And with no uh, balancing uh, rule like there was supposed to be in 2020, you can really overstack the pitchers if need be. So I think the Rays will be fine going through at least the first couple of weeks, maybe even the first four weeks of the season and hopefully by that point you can get Chirinos and or McKay stretched back out to the point where you don't have to have so many innings to cover with lucky land slots you can
1: get lucky just about
0: anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time no lucky land casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry in that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. But these practices and simulated games during summer camp has allowed the Rays to do a little experimentation. Uh, that's what the Rays, I think, do best. I think they're willing to listen to the people that they have in the analytics departments, in the front office The guys that are the number crunchers that realize, okay, this is what happens in this situation. This is the most likely occurrence in this situation. And they're able to make adjustments and they have uh, the ability to uh, get that message across to the players in a way that the players will buy into it. You know, look at the opener the last couple of years. You know, if you don't have the uh, people up. In the, in the baseball operations and the analytics departments going, you know what, for guys that are young in Major League Baseball, if you're going to make them see a part of the order a third time through, why would you want them to see the number one, number two, and number three hitters in the order, which are normally some of the tougher hitters, when you could have them see maybe the seven and the eight and the nine hitters a third time through? And that way you get... Three times through an order, at least partway through a third time. And the guys that you are seeing a third time are not the best hitters that the team could have. It makes sense. You know, things like shifts have made sense. They went to the four-man outfield at points last year against guys that hit a lot of fly balls. And during summer camp yesterday, they worked on the five-man infield with two outfielders. And those two outfielders basically working together to cover the entire spectrum of the outfield. Now, luckily for the Rays, they have some pretty quick guys on their feet uh, with guys like Kevin Kiermaier, Manuel Margot, and Hunter Renfro. All those guys really can work together and cover the outfield with just two guys. You, you know basically split it up half and half like two deep safeties, like they would in the National Football League but they got an opportunity to work on it on Thursday and Kevin Kiermeyer got an opportunity to work the two-man outfield behind it. He sat down after Thursday's practice, spoke about that and also about dealing with the pumped in crowd noise and what he thought about it.
1: Yeah, I, I liked it. I did. It's, it's a lot better than, um, you know, just silence throughout a ballpark. That's, uh, not what we're accustomed to. And, and I, I liked it. I, I think there's a, a lot of unknowns still with it. Um, you know, are they going to be able to play at certain volumes or whatnot throughout the game? It got to the point early on where I thought they were just going to keep it that loud because we, we were the home team. We went out there and it was so loud where I couldn't even hear Hunter Renfro. And then once, uh, you know, whoever, G-Man Choi stepped in to lead off the game, then everything quieted down. You kind of had that crowd white noise and – We liked it. It was good. Um, It just, it makes it, uh, even D-Rob looked back at me and he he gave me that look like he was hyped up and it felt good to be on a baseball field again to have that competitive nature. And, you know, to emulate that is a great thing. So I hope more people are on board with that than not because uh, I think, you know, we want to try to replicate this to be as much as a regular circumstances throughout the game uh more times than not so hopefully um you know we iron it out and and uh you know the people up there controlling that make it work to the best to their of their ability Kevin just to follow up on that did it is it still going to be different but can it like also be kind of normal is there like two different things I guess yeah, I mean, they, I, I guess for these uh, inner squad games, it's probably a little bit different because they have, well, I don't know. You're always going to have music playing in between innings and whatnot. But there was, uh, you know, during during game action, it, it, it was fine. And, you know, you try to think about, um, you know, there's oohs and ahs to the crowd in a normal crowd. And then there's claps and then, Uh, you know, people laugh at times. So it'll be very interesting to see, you know, how they control that up there to implement certain sounds during certain points throughout the game, I guess you could say. So I'm curious to see how that is going to progress as time goes on. Uh, Because when guys would hit, uh, you know, square balls up double or homers, you could tell the 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 sound was a little bit delayed which rightfully so it can't be easy to control that or know where which buttons are however the heck they control that up there. But <laughs> overall I think, you know, the guys we're talking about we were we were very pleased with it. And once again, hopefully um, you know, it continues because we want to make this like a ball game for uh, a, a normal day at the ballpark, you know, uh given our situation. So I hope it plays out and and they keep pumping in that crowd noise It's fun that, yeah, I think you had a three and two at bat, and it seems like they kind of built to it as you kind
0: of got deeper in the count even
1: yeah, yeah, and you know they do that during the regular season as well, so I think little things like I didn't notice that during my at bat actually, but um you know it's it's one of those things where everyone is trying to make this is is uh normal is possible for all of us. So there might be uh, some tweaks here or there that need to be ironed out, but overall very pleased with the first day with it. Uh, it was definitely interesting, but uh, kind of makes it fun for us and, you know, keeps us on our toes to never know what to expect at any point with, uh, you know, certain fake crowd noise. But like I said, we're, we're open to whatever and, um, yeah, it'll it'll be good for I, – I bet most teams are probably – or most players are saying what I'm saying. We we want that compared to no noise whatsoever. Thank you. Okay, but you, you didn't get a chance to chase one down in the two-man outfield, but what do you think of that alignment there? Yeah, it's interesting. I think um, they just kind of told me – and. And, you know, I was out there with Hunter Renfro, and they just said, play where you think, uh, you, you know, give yourself the best chance against, you know, our teammate, whoever was uh, whoever was up. And uh, we go off the pitcher as well. So, yeah, we didn't get tested out there today. But, you never. I always say we're the Rays. We are not afraid to get unorthodox or switch it up. And, you know, as long as it, you know, we feel like we get – we are giving ourselves a chance to – win and and maximize our potential Then I'm all for whatever and me, you know, I I could sit here and talk defense all day and um, I'd put my skills up against with anyone. So we have the right group, uh, you know, as far as the outfielder standpoint to make something like that realistic and make it an actual, you know, option that we could use in the game. Kevin Cash is very creative in, in many ways, but it's hard to go against what him and our front office have done. To this point, with the opener, and sometimes put in, you know, relievers to get that first out. An inning, put them at first base, put them back in uh, to pitch. We've done that several times over the years, and it's uh, people call it crazy until it works, and uh, it has many a time. So I would not be surprised if we tried it at some point. But uh, you know, Kevin Cash will have a better answer for you. So go talk to him. <laughs> would you be up for the one man outfield? down for whatever I I displayed that last week a little bit Um, I might be getting a little uh, too comfortable with with uh, you know getting a little too crazy right there but once again it's 2020 nothing's normal anymore throughout the game whether it's a pandemic or not the game has changed so much and um, you know I think each organization gets unique in their own way trying to try different things out to, you know, all to be successful at the end of the day. So maybe a two-man outfield is possible. I don't know about a one-man. But, uh, you know, if they tell me to go out there and do it, I would uh, give it my best shot. But I don't know if that's a very strong possibility. When everybody was out in their correct spots, was there a sense of comfort having all of your guys out there, all of the position players um, in their spots? Yeah, it was it was nice to play nine on nine again. Essentially, I guess you could you could say uh, to have everyone at a position out there was nice to see. And I, I liked the competitive fire that we had today. And you know, I just try to remind the guys, um, hey, you know, we got eight days left. Let's try to really pick up the pace here as uh, we see light at the end of the tunnel as far as the regular season goes. So let's do everything we can or what we would do on a normal game day, and let's try to implement that now sooner the better so we're not having to mess with our routine too much. But, um, you know, to get those competitive juices flowing today, nine-on-nine traditional baseball game, that was great. And I look forward to hopefully doing that as many more times as we can until uh, next Friday gets here, opening day. We have time for one more for Kevin. Hey, Kevin, since um, just to throw it out there, you've been in this Zoom room thing a couple times now. I mean, it, what about just the way the media aspect of this is going to be different? I mean, we're not going to be able to hang out at your locker and talk for hours like you look when we do. But, <laughs> just realistically, though, how, it's going to be a lot different, TV, radio, print media. How do you think it's going to play out? Yeah, it's interesting. Um, you know, the raise the is all I know, and I've got to uh, you know, be able to know a lot of you guys over the years. And and for me, uh, I I love the relationships that we've made over the years. And I enjoy talking to you guys, whether you want to talk to me about the good or the bad, it's one of those things that's, that's our job. And that's what we're, what we sign up for. And we know what we need to do. As far as media obligations and this, I'd much rather be uh, face to face with all you guys, but with all the guidelines and whatnot, you know, this is the route that, you know, we'll be, taken for 2020. And, and, and that's okay. As long as, uh, you know, we can give the media, the content that you guys need to publish what you need to, um, you know, that's all that matters at the end of the day. But, you know, we all know that we're trying to look out for each other's safety and and whatnot. And you guys have to adapt just as we do. Uh, we're doing a lot of different things and you guys are asked to do the same thing. So just try to help each other out along the way. But, um, yeah, it's hard, it's hard to think about, uh, you know. After all the dust settles, after a win, in the clubhouse. You guys want to come and talk, and you know, always get us out of lockers. And now we have to, uh, you know, walk all the way through the uh, clubhouse training room and and here to this room. And and if that's the worst, you know, that's not. No, I was going to say, if that's the worst part of our day, then we're doing okay. But it's uh, no big deal whatsoever. And once again, this is the the Zoom is the the new way to do things or however, you know, all this goes down through uh, a camera one way or another. So we got to get used to it for now. And hopefully, uh, you know, a lot of guys come through this room, very excited, very happy with, uh, you know, a lot of wins for the the race throughout the whole season. So once again, we all have to adapt, but I always try to keep a connection with my media people as much as I can. (laughs) You guys are great and you've treated me great since day one. And, I'm grateful for that. So the least I can do is give you guys the content that you need.
0: It's always good to hear from KK, and it's great to have you here on the Inside Pitch Podcast. Remember to subscribe to the Inside Pitch Podcast Wherever you get your favorite podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, and the iHeartRadio app. If you're listening to the show on iTunes, please leave us a rating and a review. It really does help us try and reach as many Rays fans as possible. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at InsidePitchPod. And emails, send them along to InsidePitchPod at gmail.com. I'm Steve Carney. This is our final weekend off. I will talk to you on Monday as we go back to seven days a week coverage here